So it's a special company, you know, I could go on and on about not only because she's my best friend, but because she and her husband and their business partner, Scott, have really, they embody what it is to be conscientious owners and managers and bosses. They take care of all the employees. They um, do the right thing. Anytime, you know, one of our mottos is the right thing to do is the right thing to do. And they live that. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And we are the dynamic duo behind, no, we're, we are not behind Spoonful of Comfort. We are behind <laughs> Crackers and <laughs> <in> Soup <laughs> because Spoonful of Comfort is not our company. It is the company of someone else, which we will dive into in about five seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> we are Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast production company. And today with us, I kind of like let the cat out of the bag is Ann Cummins, who is with Spoonful of Comfort, which is not our company. <laughs> and I wish you were a part of our company, uh, but we kind of are, though. Like yes. I have, em- like we've immersed ourselves yeah. into your company, so I just I say that it. we're part of your company. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm all in. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you, Ann Cummins. Okay, I'm just going to read your bio. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Ann Cummings helps companies nourish important business relationships. As a wellness coach turned business development and strategic partnership director, she's learned that wellness applies as much to business as it does to personal health. They both require strength, movement, and mental engagement. These are the principles that brought her to Spoonful of Comfort. A longtime associate of founder, Marty Weimer, not us, we're not Marty Weimer, even though I took credit earlier for Spoonful of Comfort. She watched the business grow from the sidelines. Her background in integrative medicine was at first a source of mental health support to a thriving entrepreneurial friend. They soon applied principles of human well-being to a business that's about fortifying relationships. Today, Anne works with corporate partners to add strength, movement, and human engagement to their business connections through Spoonful of Comfort. Companies of all sizes are finding great returns with a simple gesture of giving a thoughtful gift. She loves sharing successful case studies about what it means to foster business relationships through a corporate gifting program. And Cummins, a spoonful of comfort. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. So Anne and I, we just discovered it's already been almost a year. Like we are a couple of weeks shy from a year. Of my first email to Ian saying, hey, you don't know me, but I like your company. You want to do something with with crackers and soup? You want to hang? You want to sponsor? <laughs> and Ian was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I took that email. You and I spoke on the phone and it was your energy, obviously, as all of your listeners know, is contagious. Uh, and I, t- I mean, obviously, the name of your podcast is speaking our language. So I took 
your proposal right to Marty, our founder. And she was like, well, of course, we're going to sponsor them with that name. <laughs> it was so amazing how we actually ended up coming together. One of Cheryl and I clients was pregnant and she could not keep anything down. And we were like, oh, we want to send her something within the brand of crackers and soup. And I was like, oh, I want to send her soup, but I want it to be woman owned. And I want it to be people who support Black Lives Matter. And I want it to be people who are inclusive. And I'm like, I'm never going to find this. What <laughs> am I even thinking? This is a unicorn. And then I, I I typed up all of these things and like spoonful of comfort. And, and I kept reading the history. And then because I, I stalk, also called a nice way of saying it is vetting. Researching. Uh-huh. <laughs> and researching <laughs> all of the people that we're either going to have as a clientele or we're going to have a rapport with it anyway. And I YouTubed and like, Marnie made me cry and like her YouTube video, like I was already crying. And I was like, oh, (laughs) like I need to connect with these people somehow, some way. And when I sent you the email and you were so kind and you were like, let's schedule a call. And I remember like you had the black screen. You were like unwilling to come on the Zoom call. (laughs) Probably because I hadn't showered, not because of anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag team, no shower. It's all good. (laughs) And I talked to you and I was like, Sherline, I love Ian so much. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us how I said a little bit about in your bio of how you came to be um, working hands in hand at Spoonful of Comfort with Marty Weimer, the founder. But tell us a little bit about the relationship and how you guys created a concept into like this huge business that was actually sent to the vice president at the White House when she got in office. You see that? Yes. This yes. is who we're dealing with, people. White <laughs> House oh. recipients. <laughs> I don't even know. We still, to this day, don't know who sent that to her. But she posted, you can see it on her Instagram. She posted a picture of her sitting at her like couch at the coffee table in front of the couch. And what is on the table but a box of a spoonful of comfort cookies? We saw it and just wigs out, as you could imagine. And we tried to figure out who sent it and all of that so we could say thank you. And we couldn't figure it out. Obviously, it must have gone through some kind of clearance and who knows what it took to get in there. Um, but we could, we never, we never found out. We never knew who sent them to her. But God, we're so grateful, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely one of those moments where Marty was like, I think I can say I've reached a goal in my life. (laughs) (laughs) To have my packages on the vice president, you know, our first woman vice president, our first black woman vice president. Oh, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. So Marty, so I'll share a little bit about her story. It's on her website. So Marty's my best friend, has been for years and years. Um, but I've come into the company in a professional matter later, and I'll tell you about that in a little bit, but how she started the company was she lived in Florida and her parents were in Canada. She was born in Canada. She moved to Florida with her parents. Her parents went back. She was in Florida with her husband and two young kids and her mom, who was her, you know, closest ally, her best friend, her biggest supporter, 
was diagnosed with cancer and given just weeks to live. And Marty had just flown back from Canada. So she wasn't jumping on a plane right away because she had her two little kids. She, you know, they were in school and everything else was going on. So she said, how can I be as close to her as possible? What do, what can I send her that'll be really expressive of how I feel? And she's like instantly in her head was chicken soup. I want to send her chicken soup. Her mom always gave her, like so many moms, her mom gave her chicken noodle soup when she was aching or, you know, any kind of heartache or body ache. Chicken noodle soup was the go-to. So she wanted to send her that and nobody sent it. There was no company out there who did it. So it's fine. She, you know, sent her flowers and got on a plane soon after. And just six weeks later, her mom died. So, you know, Marty was obviously grieving and sad, and she just could not let go. Each She'd wake up in the middle of the night and morning and be struck with this idea of somebody needs to be able to send soup. Thinking in those terms at that point of like a grieving family member or a sick family member, you got to be able to send care through the mail. Um, not just flowers, right? Or not just candy or anything else. It's like, you want to send somebody soup. There's something about soup that's so warming and comforting. So she started the company. She's a, her mom, her dad, and her and her husband are just entrepreneurs at heart. And so she was always kind of starting little businesses, but this one just took over her life and her heart, obviously. And that's how it was started. So out of her kitchen, uh, in Florida, and she would drive around in her minivan delivering these packages. They've always been gorgeous, and the, the um, experience of opening the package is as important to her as the quality and the taste and, you know, of the sustainability and all of that. She wanted them to be gorgeous packages. So she would drive around in her minivan around Florida delivering these packages. That's how it started. <laughs> And now, you know, fast forward, I think it's 12, 13 years, she and her business partner have been on Shark Tank. They have grown where they're shipping nationwide. We ship packages overnight, two-day air, three-day air. Um, you know, you can see on our website that it's just, you know, consistently given five stars. The, again, the quality of the packaging, the quality of the soup and the cookies and the rolls, um, it's just top notch. It's really kind of a whole amazing gifting experience versus just like sending somebody some soup or like sending someone cookies. It's not just that. It's also, you know, getting your love across in a box. So it's a special company. You know, I could go on and on about not only because she's my best friend, but because she and her husband and their business partner, Scott, have really, they embody what it is to be conscientious owners and managers and bosses. They take care of all the employees. They um, do the right thing. Anytime, you know, one of our mottos is the right thing to do is the right thing to do. And they live that, you know, by their employees, by the community. They do donations literally all the time. They <laughs> are, you know, involved in the community. They're involved in cancer community and in um, nursing communities, we really just still try and have our heart connected with the original mission and intent, which was taking care of people, right? And then um, it's just grown from there. So now it's not just get well packages, it's, you know, new baby, it's obviously sympathy, it's obviously um, uh, kids going off to college, like a care package for kids at college. It's 
you go on our website and we have all kinds of stuff. I just sent a package to a girlfriend who's writing her dissertation and we have this little tea package with tea and cookies and it's like, take a break. Someone wants you to take a break. And so I sent that to her as just like, you know, hey, put your feet up and, you know, take a break from writing for a little bit. So we really, I think at this point, we have gifts for all occasions. Anything that you want to be heartfelt, right? Like this isn't a generic send to somebody uh, who you don't really care about kind of thing, although that's nice too. But this is really heartfelt gifts. So that's Marty's like, story. Um, I feel like then, I'm just going to yeah. like cry throughout this entire thing because I'm, I'm a super sap. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. And I feel like so many people, I, everybody has had a, somebody that they care about, that they love, um, that's either been almost terminally sick mm-hmm. or have passed. And the fact that she took a life-altering moment and transformed it into as you said, care packages and not only just soup, but it's, it's love in a box. It really is. I think that was one of our, you know, advertisements at some point, Bethany. Once again, see, we should be working together. (laughs) We're so in sync. And it it was so wild because when we sent it to, uh, unknowing to us that it was going to be a beautiful collaboration when we sent it to our client, when we had thought about, okay, well, maybe this can be something. And you had so graciously sent us the package. Sherline and I, like, Sherline lives in my city. She came over. We unpackaged it together. And we were just in awe. Because it is a whole experience. Sherline, talk about when we were just unwrapping it. No, truly, as we're unwrapping it, first of all, just the yellow and the polka dots, we're like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing. We didn't want to do anything to damage the box. (laughs) And then as we're taking everything out, we were just so impressed with the packaging alone. And then we were like, oh my God, there's cookies, there's biscuits. We're like, okay, let's, let's set this up. And we were like, we have to admire this before we just like dismantle it all. And that ladle was just so beautiful wrapped in its but we were I'm telling you we didn't know if we were more excited to eat it or just look at it (laughs) (laughs) well the great thing about those boxes too is that they turn inside out so you can reuse them for either to ship something else to somebody or for storage I use mine for storage in my house you know you turn them inside out and there's all different sizes so yeah, they, they, Marty puts a lot of thought and time into that. That's her passion is kind of like the creative end of the company and um, the heartfelt end. And she just embodies that to a T. But it's really important to her of like the sustainability piece. So they're all everything you can reuse. And like you said, the ladle versus giving someone flowers, which are gorgeous, but then, you know, you have to throw them out. The soup you can consume, you can reuse the boxes, and then the ladle is a keepsake. So I use that ladle. It's really kind of, for me, the perfect size. It's not too big, not too small. Um, And then people are able to keep that with them. So it's nice. So we have had guests on our show who have said that they've even kept the teeny tiny bows. Oh, that's And they've like, it's so cute. And they place them in their bathroom on their soaps. Like like the little soap pumps. And I'm like, oh, my heart. Oh. And then when we tell them that the box itself 
can be reversed and utilized for storage purposes, they are so mad because they're like, I recycled it. I threw it away. I can't believe I did that. And I'm like, well, you just have to order another box and you can get 15% off with our coupon code. Like it's going to be okay. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know it, it, it's fun. There's a, that's a little surprise. There is a little note in there that says, you know, you can, re- you can turn these inside out, but you have to be looking for it to see the note. Yes. Cause most people get excited and they just start ripping through it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every part of the branding is just beautiful from the fonts used to the lovely notes, everything, just it. Not only the idea of the soup is so heartwarming, but I think just all the messages behind it. Um, and you guys really emphasize that in your branding, just that love and sense of comfort and home. That, that comes through because that's certainly the intention. Um, and then, you know, extending that to who we sponsor, we want to we want to advertise with people who share our mission. And certainly you guys fall right in line with that. So We're so excited that you reached out so that we can start this partnership. I am excited that the soup tastes good. (laughs) Yes. No, honestly, that was the biggest thing because Bethany and I were like, okay, hmm, this all looks great. How Uh does it taste? How does it taste? And we're ready to pull out our salt and pepper. And then the minute we tasted it, we were like, oh my God, this doesn't need anything. We were impressed with just the quality of the ingredients, the huge chunks of chicken because yeah. we got the chicken noodle soup. Um, it, it was just so good. We were like, this didn't need anything. We were so impressed. Literally from start to finish, Bethany's kids were already, they, they, they got cookies and some of the biscuits that Bethany and I were already trying to like lick our bowls clean. It was just so good. Oh my Everything gosh. I, we were just so impressed with. Well, I'm going to have to send you guys another package with a different flavor soup for you to try. So after this, I'll get your address again and send it out to you. My favorite's the chicken with wild rice. That's my favorite flavor. But, you know, if you like, yeah, and then if you like tomato basil, which I do, it's literally the best tomato basil I've ever had. Not everybody loves tomato. My husband just flat out doesn't eat tomato basil. So, you know, there's that. But um, that's my favorite. People... It's funny, in the like southern half of the country, the biggest seller is the chicken poblano chowder. <laughs> that chicken poblano that is nice. on point. So we have good. had, I sent the chicken poblano to Charline because uh-huh. I purchased it and it was so good. My mouth is literally watering just thinking about it. <laughs> My husband was ready to like hip check me away <laughs> from the stove because he was like, I'm eating all of this. And uh-huh. He did. I was like, really? And he dude? did. Uh-huh. <laughs> the chicken. And we have had so many people say the tomato basil. Okay. Yeah. We had guests on. Charlene, I don't know if you remember when Wendy and Beth were talking about what they purchased. They purchased yes. the tomato basil. Two of our guests were comparing it to restaurant quality and said that it was better than the restaurant in which they were referencing. Yeah, no, our chef is absolutely phenomenal, rated super highly. Again, that's so important to us. We're never going to skimp on quality ever, ever, ever. So, (laughs) and as being, you know, like, like minority women, Uh (laughs) we don't have like a couple of spices. We have literally a closet of spices. (laughs) 
And the fact that we didn't have to open the closet and help yeah. that soup out every single time we've purchased from Spoonful of Comfort uh-huh. is a testament unto itself. <laughs> oh, that is nice. God, that's a big moment. I'm going to share it with Marty for sure. <laughs> I haven't had lunch yet, and so I'm oh, just like thinking hungry. right now about that tomato basil. <laughs> That's what I had. I just had it. I swear. Yeah, oh, man. Um, and it was so funny. Thing. Somebody. We live in uh, we live in Massachusetts, and one of the guests that we had on, uh, Jordan, it's actually Sherline's best friend, and her aunt was looking for lobster bisque. Uh. And I was like, that's the one thing they don't have is lobster bisque. I know. It's on the agenda. So last summer we had clam chowder. We do seasonal soups too. So last summer we had clam chowder. We're not doing that this summer. But I think in the lineup we're going to have a chili for this winter, I think. Don't quote me on that. It might be next year. But um, but we always try and add, you know change it up. So I know lobster bisque is floating around in the chef's and the owner's mind about, you know, being an option. The other nice option, if you have anybody who has any type of dairy dietary need, allergy intolerance, just kind of food wants or desires, the our harvest vegetable soup, the garden vegetable is dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, um, vegan. So it, it checks a lot of boxes, low, salt, low sodium. Um, so that's a nice one to send to people if you don't know if they dietary restriction gluten-free rolls and the gluten-free vegan cookies too this year i acquired a gluten allergy that's a nice you know there are a couple other companies now out there oh okay yeah a couple other companies out there who ship certain foods but not all of them cater to specific dietary needs so i think that's one of the things that we do well for sure the thing that kept me going is the fact that I could still get spoonful of comfort rolls that were gluten free. Yes. Yeah. So that like made my little heart so happy because being a big black woman who like herself some gluten, (laughs) the fact that this is my fate kind of hurt my soul, but it's okay. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You got to make adjustments, but I can still order from spoonful of comfort. That's right. That's right. You can. Tomato basil is gluten-free too. (laughs) You have been hand in hand with Marty and doing such amazing things with Spoonful of Comfort, but you also listen to podcasts, (laughs) which is so great. And two of the podcasts that you sent to us that you listen to is Duck Shepherd, as well as Super Soul with Oprah. So why did you choose those two? And what do you like about them? What makes you coming back to listening to them? Yes. I feel so basic choosing those, but they really are my favorites. (laughs) I mean, I'm like me and every other like middle-aged woman. Yeah, I know. But... But, um, well, Super Soul Sunday, I mean, what's there to say, right? She's the queen and she brings on all the princesses and the princes. So there's not an episode. I don't tend to listen on on either Super Soul or Armchair. I don't tend to listen to their celebrity episodes. That just doesn't do much for me. But when she brings on the experts and when Dak Shepard brings on the experts on his show, I'm all in. Um, and I think they, they're similar in that it's trying to help you become a better version of yourself. 
connect with people in a deeper and more meaningful way, uh, connect with the earth and the world in a deeper and more meaningful way. Um, I think they both ooze compassion for people's stories. There's never any judgment on either one of the um, hosts. Same with Monica, who's Dax's, um, you know, co-host. But Super Soul, I love Oprah for her ability to interview. So I love integrative medicine and um, meditation. That's part of my background. And so she brings on people like Pema Chodron and Thich Nhat Hanh and Ram Das. And then Joan Chittister, you know, who's an American Buddhist nun, Catholic nun. I'm sorry, American Catholic nun. Um, And it's just amazing to sit and listen to them and be inspired and feel your heart growing. You know, you feel like the Grinch where your heart grows 10 sizes or whatever. But um, an armchair then adds a little bit more humor than Oprah. Oprah's good, but, you know, she's not that funny. And so for a little bit more lightness, uh, I think Dax and Monica do a great job. And they also will bring on people who don't have so much of like that global world community kind of feel, although some would argue that, but I think they do a lot of self-introspection. Not that Oprah doesn't, but they do a lot of, you know, interviewing people who've had addictions and they can share with them. And, you know, they really ask good questions and they kind of ask those like casually blunt questions where he'll say, like, oh, that make you know, you, you don't do caffeine, like, oh, you have addictive qualities, you know, and it's just kind of non-judgmental, but it helps people get to like real deal. Like, I don't feel like listening to superficial stuff at all, you know, like I want to get to the meat of what's going on um, in somebody's journey and life story. And I think both of those podcasts do that. So those are my favorites. I listened to Armchair, the episode with Kristen Bell, who is his wife. Oh, his and first, I- yeah. Uh absolutely adore and it was so intriguing because she was speaking to Uh a soccer olympian and her experience with being a gay woman and she was raised in catholicism and she ended up marrying a woman who was with a man at the time Um, oh yeah abby wambach and yes yes it was so intriguing and i totally got sucked in i'm putting on my like my makeup for today and i was like oh, really oh 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 are we going there are we going there <laughs> well you know what's funny so Kristen, now are you talking about how she now has her own podcast with monica under the armchair expert umbrella but then dax and monica have their own um which is no i wonder what, how you guys feel about this they used to be on Apple Podcasts. Now they moved to Spotify and they're at, off Apple completely. So you have to listen to them on Spotify. But Kristen Bell and Monica have their own. It used to be called like Shattered Glass, but they had to change the name because somebody else had a podcast that name. So they changed it to We Are Brought to You By or something like that. Um, but but Dax and Monica, Armchair Experts, now only on Spotify. What? How do you guys feel about that, being podcast experts? First off, they must have featured. Well, I know for sure <laughs> that's what it was, Bethany. They featured the episode, Kristen Bell's uh, podcast on his. Oh, yeah. Okay, because that's how I found it and that's how I listened to it. Um, on Apple, right. But... Yes. I have my feelings about Apple. Go ahead, he's Caroline. Really, now he's, he was on Apple for seasons. With Apple, definitely. I mean, they had a whole thing where I think for a month almost 
everybody couldn't get their new episodes on um, on Apple Podcasts because they were doing some sort of update. So I think that that made a lot of people decide to transition because I don't think Apple realized um, how many listeners they have on there and that they could lose the amount of listeners they had just by people shifting their podcast to something else. Because that was something that messed up a lot of people's podcasts by having that month yeah. or two now, I think it was, of where people couldn't post anything. And somebody said, you know, I was reading the comments because I'm like, I'm a little bit miffed that now I have to go to like a separate app to listen to the podcast. But people were saying, well, they make more money. You know, I don't know if it's a money thing or not, but that's why I was interested to see what you guys, what your perspective was on it. Because it seems funny to not be on Apple, you know, you can be. I feel like Spotify is more inclusive. I, I feel like Spotify invites everybody to the party. So if you have an Android, if you have an Apple, and the majority of the world is our Android users. So Apple, yes. Uh So Apple is, has like cemented itself in the United States as the go-to in regards to technology, in regards to podcasting. However, Android worldwide is the fundamental for those type of things. Oh, that's interesting. And I feel like, personally, I'm a droid person. I, I'm a droid all day. And I, and I feel like that these type of technologies that you can only, only utilize on their particular brands becomes problemsome. Because if you have a whole population of people that you're not engaging with because they opt to use a different product. So with Spotify, you can get downloads or you can get engagements from everybody where with Apple, you literally have to have an Apple product in order to listen. Now, I think they're allowing um, Android users to use the, the Apple app for like iTunes, which is like, sometimes it becomes too little too late, mm-hmm. kind of like Clubhouse. Mm-hmm where everybody and their great-grandmother had to get an Apple product in order to be on Clubhouse, but then when they offered it to Android users, they were, we were kind of like, well, you go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but Sherline is, is the techie, and she explained to me how it's so much easier to create algorithms and codes for Apple versus Android, which I'm like, okay, so droids are protected more, because of all of that coding and all of that technology, like mm-hmm. if it's just easier to slap something together, I'm a little more hesitant to purchase it than people who who it's kind of more intricate to create that coding with with Androids. Sheraline, am I wrong? It has more to do with the um, development end and who Apple like allows to have people develop things and apps for them. And oftentimes, too, companies, because in the U.S., if they're centered, like their main audience are people from the U.S., they tend to focus first on Apple. And then it's both systems are different in the development phase. So even if you develop for one, it's going to take you even longer to then develop something for Android users. So it's it's more so a thing of time, like and whether a company wants to 
you know, wait till they have both things settled and then put it out there? Or if they're just like, you know what, let's target our main users, which are app people who use iPhones, and they'll just do that first. So I think that that's partially what really happened with them is that they started that off and they were hoping it would do well. And then it did. And then they were like, okay, let's finish up the Android development. But yeah, it's definitely US is where that's at is tends to be more Apple, but the rest of the world is absolutely Android users. Just it's easier. It has less constraints. But um, as far as podcasting goes, I definitely think, yes, people are so used to Apple podcasts, but Apple definitely has to do some damage control because I think with the issues that they ran into recently, a lot of people switched to Spotify. And I'm a very... I'm very wrapped into the Apple ecosystem and I'm very much for their products. But even myself, I find myself more of a Spotify user. Well, you know what? I'm glad to hear, hopefully their motivation was to be more inclusive rather than money motivated. Although, hey, you know what? That's okay too, you know? So uh, people, listen, people don't like change, right? I got to listen to my podcast on a different forum now. Like, that is not okay. (laughs) But change is good. Well, thank you for shedding light because I had no idea. I was trying to get to the bottom of it, looking at the comments of people, and that clearly wasn't helpful. <laughs> so, which which brings us to a great point for podcasting and making money because a lot of people don't realize that podcasting is a long end game. So even Dak Shepard, as popular as he is, as popular as his wife is, They have to get sponsors. They have to get podcast hosting stations to be willing to pay them money based upon, you know, their name and their content. So everybody is under the assumption that sponsors are how you how you get paid. So as a company that has sponsored our podcast, another podcast in the past, sponsored other businesses, how do you go about deciding who you're going to sponsor and how much you're going to sponsor, what that what that looks like. How do you as a company decide upon those those fine points? Yeah, that's actually really fun. I love being involved in that. That's it's a fun part of being in a um, privately owned small business, right? Is that uh, everyone wears mobile hats? And lucky for me, I get to um, kind of help say, hey, look at this, look at these people. They seem like they're, they fit exactly within our mission. And obviously you want it to be mutually beneficial, right? So we want exposure so that more people learn about Spoonful of Comfort. And we want to sponsor people who have a mission that aligns with ours. So we pay a lot of attention to organizations. You know, there are a lot of organizations looking for donations. And the easier thing to do would be to say, sure, here's a suit package or, you know, whatever, but we don't want to do that because we want to put our name and our money behind people who have the same mission as us. So certainly like Leukemia Lymphoma Society, we do a lot of work with them. We do a lot of work with um, Wounded Warrior, um, you know, Semper Fi Fund. Um, We certainly have charities that are close to our hearts that we do a lot of work with or big campaigns with. And then in terms of sponsorships, so it kind of brings me back to like the podcast I was talking about before, but 
your podcast also has a warm feel. You're helping other people. You're obviously woman minority owned. We want to support that, of course. It's just doing your homework. And it goes anywhere, like I said, anywhere from like the Semper Fi Fund, which was huge, or the Lymphoma Society, all the way down to like a local charity who's doing work for breast cancer awareness or something like that. So we don't discriminate, but sometimes there's an element where we're just doing charity work. And then, you know, there's obviously we need to market as well. Otherwise we won't be able to sustain ourselves. So we want to look at, you know, your reach, how many people are you reaching your, you know, what the ROI would be. And sometimes that evolves, right? Like you start out and you're like, all right, well, we'll give it a shot. We don't know, but we like them and we think they have a good mission. And so let's try it. And so if people are flexible around like, all right, we're going to start at the lowest and see what happens and then see, you know, we can test it out with discount codes like we do with your listeners, right? Like they get a certain discount code that's specific for you guys. And then we're able to see, okay, how many times was that code used? And then based on that, we can up our sponsorship and not even, I don't want to say sponsorship, it's more marketing, right? It's like, not just doling out charity. It's like, we want to be involved with you because you do. So how can we support you? Because you're supporting us. So it's fun. I think that part's that's that part's really fun to investigate and get into and people who are, you know, on the on the other end. I, I love that. Thank you for your perspective because I think it's so important. And a lot of people don't think about going to private owned businesses. They don't think about going to the local people who kind of share the same mission of whatever they're doing. I think when people think of sponsorship, they think of the larger ones that they hear continuously on podcasts like Headspace and the one with the toothbrush. I can't remember what that is. But, <laughs> but a lot of people don't take the opportunity to reach out to the people that they kind of can collaborate with and develop that rapport. And I think that that is part of the fun of sponsorship is the rapport and is the relationship. We can never purchase another soup company for our guests because there's just nobody that's equal to Spoonful of Comfort. And I say to, I said to Cheryl on all the time, we've kind of screwed ourselves because God forbid, like Marty's like, forget this. I'm going to Tahiti and I'm never coming back. Like burn this place to the ground. We got nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> no, I agree. The, the uh, relationships that you develop are certainly, you know, one of the really fun parts of my job too in business development. So the last part that we are going to do is called Bisque Please. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Bisque Please is where you tell our listeners how they can contact you, if Spoonful of Comfort is promoting anything, how they can get their own corporate sponsorship or discount on behalf of Spoonful of Comfort. So tell them all your business. Yeah, so we'd love to have people check us out and use your code. Um, so it's just spoonfulofcomfort.com. And at checkout, you can enter your code. Isn't it, um, what's your code again, Bethany? It is crackers in soup with the number two after it. Because somebody yes. hacked our promo code. <laughs> I can't even believe that. But let me tell you, that is not the first time. It's such a bummer when people share codes that are meant specifically for one organization, you know, but, um, but yeah, so crackers and soup number two, and uh, they get 15% off, which is actually our biggest discount. Our margins are really small. 
So any any larger discount than that, and then we're just losing money. Yeah. So where else can you find us? We're on Instagram. We're on everything. You know, LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. Um, and love to have you check us out. If you are a part of a company, you can set yourself up for a corporate discount as well to get your own personal discount. The fun thing with our loyalty program is that for every ten packages you purchase, you earn one free, uh, which is nice. We just really want to have gratitude for people who use us throughout the year for their gifting needs. And so we do that um, one free one after 10. And that's if you sign up for this corporate program. So you just reach out to me. My email is Anne, A-N-N-E at spoonfulofcomfort.com. Or you can do it through our website. On the top of our website, there's a tab for corporate. And uh, you can reach out to us that way. And you are a dream and a delight. And I'm so excited that I get to see your adorable face you are <laughs> seriously like a beautiful shining star and the energy that you give in the email is equal to the energy that you give in person and it's just such same, a with, the same with the two <laughs> of you same with the two of you it's a joy to be around you both Jeez. Thank you so much for the year of interaction, because I know that there were times where I was just straight stalking you, sending you email after email after email. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, here's to more. I'll raise my water glass. Here's to a, another year, at least, of a great partnership. And we look forward to caring for your um, your guests that you have on your podcast and the two of you. So, thank, thank you so thank much. You. I will raise thank my you. Starbucks. Yes, promotion, <laughs> not being paid. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Tell Marty we wish her all of the best, and she can't leave to go to Tahiti without telling us first <laughs> because, because we need to stock up in all of the soup. <laughs> so funny. She won't, please. If she does, she's taking me, but we'll be back. <laughs> thank you for taking this time out of your day i know that you're super hella busy to to speak with us and to tell people which is so important how to basically curate a sponsor and relationship because it's so important the relationship aspect cannot be lost especially if you are a smaller podcast that's just getting started we didn't even have episode one down and we had already discussed a, a sponsorship relationship because we had developed that rapport. Right. So having a company. And you, on, and you know what? Just quickly, I know you got to go, but what attracted us to you was that you reached out and you shared right away. Like I have a similar mission. Your energy came through in the email. So that, of course, you want to respond to that. And uh, you made a personal connection. So, you know, it was kind of a no-brainer to at least start the conversation. And that's all you want to do in the beginning is just ask for a conversation. But get that first sponsor to be somebody who um, aligns with what your podcast topic is going to be about. Yes. This conversation is invaluable. Invaluable. I don't really? even think you realize what you've done today and having this conversation <laughs> for so many people who are either trying to start out in the podcasting community or is getting frustrated because they're in, they have like season one and nothing's been gained from it. You are a whole queen. You yeah, are. You guys are. Super. Yes, I did it. 
super amazing. <laughs> love that pun. We use it often. We love it. She's been Keep waiting going. all episodes to use it. <laughs> I have. And it, it took me 54 minutes, but I was like, I'm getting it in. I'm getting okay. it in. Here's my other favorite one. We hope you enjoyed this, quote, taste of spoonful of comfort. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I would let you borrow Bisque, please, but we trademarked it, so you can't. But like, <laughs> because my trademark attorney would come after you, but if I could have shared it, I would. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But also, I know we, we're totally going to wrap up. Our listeners are like, okay, you've said this three times. But in addition to the soup, you also have spoons that say yes. super mom and super dad for new yes. parents, which is like, oh, Yeah, the there's cutest. a bunch of cool add-ons. I will say my favorite add-on is the comfy blanket, the cozy blanket. It's $50. It normally retails in places for almost $200. It's a gorgeous, the best blanket out there. So if you ever get the chance to send that to somebody, that's a winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for the whole experience of Spoonful. And that's what it is. And our guests say it all the time. It's not just we're sending them soup, we're sending them an experience. And we couldn't have done that without you, without Marty's idea, without Marty's mom being the beautiful person that she was that Marty wanted to honor her in, in such a way. So it goes back to generations of of caring and love and support and I'm so honored to you and, and to this company. And we're just super in love with you. Oh, that's so sweet. We're going to have you write for some of our cards. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but I freeze though. I freeze. I'd be like, you're super great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the purchase. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode was sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.